0: I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I tuned into a podcast that I don't like very much. Well, that's very, very interesting. But I know something else. You do like this podcast. If you didn't, you wouldn't be listening to this shit right now. So sit down, shut up, turn the radio up, and prepare To have your mind blown by the ideas that come out of the mouth of our host, Johnny Doe. Man, if you believe that, you're going to be disappointed in this podcast. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. I'm very important. Uh, I have any leather-bound book, and my apartment smells of rich mahogany. I, I'm friends with Merlin Olsen, too. He comes over on occasion. Hey, everybody. How's it going? My name's Johnny Doe, and this is Strange Things Are Afoot at the Circle K. We are a podcast, and you know if you listened to this before that I always refer myself as we, as in me, myself, and I. Yes, I, you know, it just sounds weird saying I'm a podcast, okay? This podcast, how about that, is a podcast a little bit about everything, a little bit about nothing. It's in the society and culture section. Uh, It could be an inspirational podcast at times, sometimes it's an advice podcast, sometimes it's just about life, but one thing that that, uh, I'm trying to get crystal clear to my listeners out there, this is a podcast for the everyday American, the everyday working American. It doesn't mean the blue collar, it doesn't mean the white collar, it just means the regular people, not the celebrities. If you're a celebrity, shut it off. If you're famous, if you're rich, shut it off. This is for regular people, period. I'm coming from a perspective of somebody who has a nine to five job, more or less. Somebody that works full time, has a mortgage, has car payments, has credit card bills, you know, goes to the grocery store, puts my pants on one leg after the other, you know, just a normal person. But somebody that has. Aspirations and dreams, but I'm not trying to get famous. I'm not trying to get rich. All I'm trying to do is live a good life and have great experiences. And so far, I do. So far, I have. That's why I have this podcast. That's why I started this podcast because I have uh, opinions that have been molded and shaped over many years of, uh, you know, varying life experiences. So hopefully you get something out of this. Um, hopefully it's entertaining uh, on some level. This podcast today, I always have kind of a theme or a different subject, but I've been trying to play it, play around with different formats. So it's not the same every time. Uh, this one is going to be something that is tried and true, something that's been done to death, something that almost guarantees that you're going to get some clicks. If you're on YouTube, it's called a top 10 list, except this top 10 list is not uh, some stupid shit like here's my top 10 sneakers that running shoes or top 10 import beers or whatever. Okay, this is, I decided to do a top 10 list about me. Surprise, surprise, about the things that I enjoy in life. because everybody always uh, thinks in their mind, like, what am I trying to accomplish? What are the things that I would love to do? And they go, I would love to go to the Super Bowl. I would love to travel to France. I would love uh, to skydive. And they always have, you know, those are all great, fantastic things. But sometimes we don't appreciate kind of the small things, not the, not the big, um, you know, once in a lifetime things. But this is a top 10 list of things that I like to do in my everyday life. Things that make me happy, things that I look forward to. Not anything that costs an abundance of money or takes a lot of time or even that much energy to to be able to accomplish. But nonetheless, I look forward to them every day that I get a chance to do them. And then afterwards, I have a top 10 list of things that I used to enjoy, but for some reason I just don't enjoy them that much anymore. Maybe I grew out of them. Maybe I have a different perspective in life. Uh, maybe it's not that I hate them, but I just don't look forward to doing it. And I don't, so I don't do it. If I have free time, I'm not doing these things anymore. So I just th- just thought it'd be interesting to kind of visit why I like doing some of that, what I get out of it and why I don't like doing other things. Um, and hopefully the takeaway is every day, even, even if you're not going on, you know, uh, lavish vacations or, um, driving a rolls royce or something you can get you can kind of appreciate things that you have in your life if you build these things around you everyday can be something that you get enjoyment out of so without further ado i have my top 10 things that i like to do not items not possessions necessarily these are these are just things i look forward to okay and i'm going to start with number 10 all right number 10 So, of course, number one on my list would always be my wife doing anything with my wife. Having sex with my wife. Ooh, sex. Anything with my wife, of course, is going to be number one. Just spending time with her. I know that sounds goofy, but, um, yeah, we're one of those couples that we spend a lot of time together. And uh, we enjoy each other's company, so fuck off if you don't like it. Um, Number ten on my list, though, is playing games with my wife games what does that mean not like um (laughs) mental games or something like that but we play a lot of board games just me and her mainly chess and scrabble and i really enjoy it one thing about my wife and i we have a we have a fantastic relationship and it's based on this i'm an asshole i have a huge ego and she's sweet and doesn't have an ego (laughs) So it works, but one thing when we when we uh, do anything that's competitive, neither one of us gets butt hurt if the other one wins. But we're both very competitive and both trying to win. It's a very unique relationship because we don't ever fight over um, over who wins and loses. Not normally. I mean, we've uh, there's a couple times that somebody. You know, got their feelings hurt, but it's mainly because they were disappointed in themselves. But it, we never rub it in each other's face. Well, we do, but not not in a mean way. It's a very playful way. So we keep score and we keep tally and like to, uh, you know, let the other person know that they're the defending the champion. Uh, but I really enjoy doing that. We don't do that that much. That's why it's number ten. Uh, but when we do, we just kind of maybe we'll put a uh, get a fire going, uh, sit in our living room, um, you know, have some music playing in the background or something, and we'll just play chess or or Scrabble for um, a couple hours. And it's a lot of fun. It's real relaxing. So I didn't cost any money, folks. And, you know, the best advice I can give you is surround yourself with people that you enjoy. And I'm not talking about a bunch of boys um, or ladies, a bunch of girls that you go out clubbing with and, and drinking. I mean, that's all fine and good, but if you can't have fun with somebody just one-on-one, just having conversations and 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 joking around and, and uh, enjoying each other's company, then you're not doing it right. If you need alcohol or drugs or anything else, hey, if that's your thing, I'm not saying not to do it I'm saying you shouldn't need it there's something about just uh, interaction you should be just be around people that you enjoy because it's extremely gratifying when you don't need anything else going on you don't need a baseball game you don't need a movie you don't need um, you know loud music just you can enjoy someone's company so I'm very lucky that I married to a person that's Not only my best friend, but somebody I actually enjoy and look forward to to being around. We're like any other couple where, you know, we do things apart, obviously, uh, but not very much. You know, we we enjoy spending time with each other. Okay, so number nine on my top ten list of things I like to do is I like to shop for automobiles. Now, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that I'm not rich. Not even close. I'm, I'm definitely not poor. I am solid. I'm one of those um, one of those classes that is reducing in this country, the middle class. But I would definitely say I'm, I'm smack dab solid in the middle class. I'm not lower middle class. I'm not upper middle class. I'm just right there in the middle. And what middle class means to me, it means I have some disposable income um, to do whatever I want to do within reason like anytime I want to you know buy a new pair of shoes or you know buy some clothes or or uh go to the movies or maybe take a weekend trip in the car somewhere or um anything like that I don't even have to think about it I don't have to budget for it I don't have to look to see if I have enough money I just go and do it okay that makes me middle class I'm not poor I'm not counting my change I'm not freaking out when bills come usually my mortgage is paid you know three months in advance um, I'm ahead on all my bills I don't have to pay the minimum payments I'm very I'm doing very well when it comes to that stuff but I don't have so much money that I that I'm paying cash for cars um, that I'm not taking out loans or I, I don't um, that, I, that I don't have to have a, a emergency fund and a savings account and credit cards and stuff like that I can't just go out and and uh, you know go on a week-long trip to Italy or something like that. Uh, How much money is in my bank account if I want to go take my wife and I to Chicago for the weekend or Atlanta or, uh, you know, whatever, Um, Vegas? I can do that, no problem. But if it's outside the country, eh, I'm going to have to save up a little bit. So shopping for cars is not me... Um, having a whole bunch of money. I just enjoy not even buying cars. I loved shopping for cars. One of the things that my wife and I uh, enjoy doing, especially when the weather's nice, is Sundays car dealerships are closed. So we drive around to local car dealerships and uh, just look at cars and we don't get bothered. We just like to look at them, like to kind of go, oh, that's cool. Or, oh, that new car that just came out, let's go take a look at it. And then uh, sometimes I used to do this. I don't do this that much anymore, but I used to um, drive to car dealerships and just test drive cars. And one thing I noticed is if, you know, especially I'm a little bit older, I'm in my 40s. So if I pull up and I'm in a very nice car, they, they just assume that I that I have enough money to buy something on their lot. And uh, they're right that I could qualify for a loan, but I definitely can't pay cash. But if I pull up pull up in a... You know, I've owned some BMWs and some nice sports cars and stuff like that. They'll pretty much let me test drive whatever I want. So you could test drive, you know, if they have a Viper or, or even some exotics. They'll let you test drive it. Um, you know, you you name the car that you're interested in. If you kind of can fake the funk a little bit, it's fun just to have the experience to go drive that car and see, see what it's like. Just to be able to say you drove it. I used to really enjoy doing that. I still do. I just don't do it as much uh, as I used to, but I still enjoy shopping for cars. I shop a lot online. I have a couple websites that are my tried and true. I just like to see the car prices. I like to see, you know, um, I love used cars. You know, a car comes out and it's $80,000 and then four years later it's, you know, $40,000. You're like, oh shit, I could actually afford to get that now. And it's it, it's very exciting to me. So that's number nine. What I enjoy doing, and it doesn't cost any money for me to do that. It doesn't cost any money for me to, you know, drive to a color car dealership and test drive a car. You know, besides gas money, I guess. It doesn't cost anything to look at cars. Now, where it gets expensive is when ultimately I find one that I want, and then I make a deal sometimes a good one sometimes a bad one but nevertheless it's a good deal if both parties are happy they're happy because they fucking took me over the coals and got some got some Moonet and i got a car that i always wanted to drive so that is number nine now number eight is going to sound fucking bizarre to you but i really look forward to it every single day every single day when i wake up in the morning i have a cup of coffee by the Caveman Coffee Company. It's a brilliant coffee company. They're not a sponsor. Um, Any any product I ever mention on this podcast, rest assured, they don't pay me any money. (laughs) So I don't make any money off this podcast, so everything I say is authentic. Uh, Caveman Coffee Company, they make a great product. It's an expensive coffee, but like I said, I'm in the middle class, son, so I can afford it. A $25 bag of coffee. So it's uh it's amazing coffee. So I have one cup of coffee in the morning and then I have a can of NAS energy drink. Just one can. I, I'm not one of those energy drink people that drink three a day. I drink one every single day, and that's every morning. So I'll have a cup of coffee at home, and then when I get to my office, I'll have a can of NAS. And all, it takes me all day just to drink one can. I just kind of nurse it. But I really enjoy it. I, I look forward to it. Like so much so if I wake up in the morning and I don't have a NOS in my refrigerator, I kind of freak out a little bit. I got to go get one before a certain time just to kind of keep in my, it's like a, just a little routine I have. So I, I actually that's something I look forward to. I, my day's not going to be that bad if I got to get up early in the morning if I have those two things. So <clears throat> number seven. It kind of goes with number nine, but I enjoy just driving my car. Um, I usually have two vehicles and one of them is kind of a performance vehicle that I just like to to drive on the weekends. And it's not so much transportation as it's entertainment. And I live in a small town. I live in a very red state in the Midwest, but what's cool is there's all these country roads that are you know, paved real nice, and they're nice and twisty and tur- and curvy, and not very many people drive on it. And oh, it's so much fun! My wife and I will get get in the car and we'll just kind of go cruising on some of those back roads, and and especially if it's real nice, it's it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy that. Once again, this doesn't cost very much money. It costs gas money. I, I don't drive my car like a hooligan. Um, of course I'll drive it fast and ring it out a little bit, but I don't, I don't do anything crazy with it. So it's not like I'm breaking any parts or I'm having to replace anything, but I really enjoy doing that. It's one of the reasons I enjoy cars so much because it's, it, cars for me have never been a status symbol, at least not in my adult life. Maybe when I was 18 or 19, that's how I thought of them. But, um, I don't see them as a status symbol. I see them as uh, toys. I see them as, as fun. I don't care if somebody looks at me and thinks that my car is nice. I don't care if they're envious of me. And I tell people that all the time. They'll, you know, if they say something about my car, I said, the only thing it takes is a credit score and you can get this car. You know, it's not, it's not an achievement to be able to get it. The achievement for me is, is the enjoyment of driving that car. Um, if I don't enjoy it and, and, uh, you know, I don't get something out of it, then I got to get rid of it when it comes to that. I, I'm past the point in my life where I just want transportation. Life to me is about living. And I have to go to work every day. I have to drive back and forth. So I have to enjoy what I'm driving. Or there's, you know, it takes me about 20 minutes to drive to work. That's 40 minutes a day that I'm wasting. And some of these people that live that drive, you know, four hours or whatever, What a waste. What a waste, you know? Um, If you're not enjoying what you're driving. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're in a big city and there's lots of traffic, driving a high-performance car is not gratifying. It actually sucks. It's better to have a comfortable car, one with lots of, you know, gadgets and technology and comfortable seats and real, you know, heated and cooled seats and all that stuff because you're sitting in traffic and you definitely don't want a stick shift. But... If you actually have a long drive and it's not traffic oriented, it's actually fun. Um, unless it's just a you know highway the whole way, it's it's fun driving a, a a nice performance car. So I enjoy driving my car. That's number seven. Number six. Once again, my wife is a recurring theme. Um, I enjoy doing everything with her, but especially we like to play tennis, and we have a very good rivalry. It's probably fifty-fifty where if we play a hundred games, she'll win 50, I'll win 50. And it's very back and forth. My wife is very athletic and, and, uh, she's very good at tennis. And, uh, I, I would say she's probably better than me, but I think, um, just because I'm a man, baby, you know, I'm a little bit stronger. I can hit the ball a little bit harder. Um, I'm definitely taller and have better reach. And so, you know, there's just from a uh, athleticism standpoint, I probably have an advantage just because I'm bigger and stronger. Uh, but she can definitely finesse a lot more. She definitely has more tools in her toolbox. And so there's, you know, there's definitely days that she kicks my ass and there's days I kick her ass, but we really enjoy it when it gets nice out. Like it's really cold right now. It's like in the twenties. Um, even though it's, you know, March, whatever it was in the sixties, like a couple weeks ago. Or even seventies, and now it's back to the twenties. So we're not going to be playing tennis anytime soon. But once it starts to get nice, we play every weekend, and sometimes during the week after work. And it's it really is a lot of fun. <clears throat> we enjoy it. I don't play against anybody else but her, and uh, we don't get any hurt feelings or anything. It's just good exercise. It's uh, and it's just it's just fun. <clears throat> okay, number five on my list is I enjoy playing xbox and there's one game in particular that i enjoy it's called overwatch overwatch is a class-based first-person shooter and i just love it it's one of the few games that i was looking forward to it about a year before it came out and it really lived up to the hype for me i enjoy playing it i don't enjoy the stupid fucks that are on the other end of the microphone, <laughs> that. It's enjoyable in a different aspect, I guess, because I'll fucking cuss people out and I've been banned from voice chats and shit like that because I do have a filthy mouth and, and I don't care if if, uh, if I'm playing with some punk kid, I'll tell him to fucking go fuck himself. <clears throat> and it's a fun game. It's it's enjoyable. Mo- tell you the truth, most of the time I don't even plug in my mic. I've kind of learned my lesson. Back in the uh, Call of Duty days... I used to – I got a permanent voice communication ban from Treyarch because I said such repugnant things to children. (laughs) And, uh, you know, they would always – the parents sometimes would get on, you can't talk to my kid like that. I'm like, he's playing an adult video game where heads are exploding and arms and legs are getting blown off. It's about war. It's a 17-plus fucking adult game. If your 12-year-old can't listen to me say fucking shit – then he definitely can't handle watching simulated people get blown to smithereens. And, and they cuss in the video game. Like, they literally say fuck in this video game. And the parents are so fucking stupid, they let their kids play it. I, I'm going to have to do a podcast just on dumb parents because there's, there's so many stupid, retarded parents that don't realize what their kids are doing. They just go out and buy video games, and then later they complain and try to get them, like, oh, they shouldn't even sell these. No, 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 no. They should sell them because I want to buy them. You should keep your fucking little rug rat from playing it. How do you do that? It's called being a fucking parent. You should try it sometime. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to go on that rant. But Overwatch is a very fun game. Uh, usually after about three games in a row, I got to tap out for a little bit because I I, I'm, I definitely can't sit and play for hours. I can play for an hour, but that's about my limit. Um so it's a good stress relief because I, you don't think about anything else. It's a very strategy-heavy game, so it's a kind of a thinking man shooter. So I enjoy it. Okay, that's number five. Number four is taking my bulldogs on a walk. I have two bulldogs now. Number one on the list, like I said, is my wife. But you know, tied with that is spending time with my bulldogs. But explicitly going for walks. Is on this list, not not just having my dogs because my dogs are my kids. I love my dogs, but going on walks with my dogs, especially with my wife. Once again, once it gets nice out, we kind of have a thing. Saturday mornings, uh, Sunday mornings, we'll go. We call it a family walk, and we'll go for like a forty-five minute walk around the neighborhood and and just enjoy each other's company. Enjoy. The dogs like to get out, and they love to, to walk around and get some exercise, and it's just relaxing, and it's just enjoyable, and it's just something, you know, I really do feel sorry for you if you live in a big city. Now, I, I've lived in big cities before. I've been to a lot of big cities. I get it. I get the appeal to it because there is, there is something awesome about, you know, taking a train everywhere, not needing a car, um, just the the vibrancy of, of a city and shopping at your fingertips and all that stuff. But as I got older, the less that appealed to me. And I really enjoy that. I can just walk around. I can go, you know, I can go anywhere I want in my small little town and I don't get bothered. I don't have to worry about traffic. I don't have to worry about tons of people out. It's just very relaxing. It's very soothing. It's very calming. So, um, Walking my dogs really does kind of kind of decompress me a little bit, and I do look forward to it. That's why it's number four. <clears throat> all right, number three, what you're listening to right now, podcasts. I would say out of all the things that I do, Doing this podcast and listening to other people's podcasts or probably number three. Because I do do a lot of driving, even though I don't live that far from my job. My job requires me to be on the road a lot, so I listen to a lot of podcasts. That's, that's what got me into podcasts in, in the beginning. Um, now I enjoy and I really do look forward to doing uh, this podcast. So that's number three. <clears throat> number two. And I had to put this number two. Um sometimes it's number one because I do it a lot. But it is number two, very solid in the number two slot. It is watching the UFC, especially the pay-per-views. I love the UFC so much that I used to do a UFC podcast on this when I first my first couple episodes I uploaded, I would I would do a UFC podcast before or after an event. And I realized it's I don't you know, I don't get any feedback from this podcast anyway but it's not that anybody liked it or didn't like it, liked it. Um, anyway, it's not that I got bad feedback. It's just, I, I felt myself doing it just to do it. Um, I didn't really have a perspective that was any different than, than some of the analysts and things like that. So, and, and I've never fought, uh, in the UFC or mixed martial arts. I'm just a regular guy. So, I don't think anybody wants to hear my opinion about the UFC, so I, that's why I stopped doing it. It's not because I don't love it, because I absolutely love the UFC. I mean, I'm constantly uh, waiting for MMA news and things like that. Um, for instance, my number five, when I said I, I I enjoy playing Overwatch, I had Overwatch slash YouTube, because I'll, I'll go back and forth between Overwatch and watching YouTube and I specifically watch a lot of MMA, like MMA World, MMA Digest. I, I love watching uh, updates on UFC stuff. So UFC, I'm I'm balls deep in it. I love it, um, especially the pay per views. There's a fight fights tonight on on Fox Sports One. I don't like those as much. And, um, it's not because there's not as many big names or whatever else they're, you know, the Fox sports ones are awesome too. I just hate commercials. I hate sitting there and watching the commercials. I just don't like it. They, it's just, you can tell that they're hurrying through interviews. They they're on a time hack where it's a little bit different on the pay-per-views. It just, it seems a little bit, I don't know. They're just more exciting. Uh, I enjoy anything UFCs. that's a solid number two. Number one, the best thing, the thing I look forward to the most uh, when it comes to my everyday life, Um, it's not something I get to do a lot, but when I've done it, it's my favorite thing. And it's just going on trips with my wife. Uh, Like I said before, my wife is my best friend. Um, I don't really do anything with anyone else except her. We get along so good, it's almost criminal. So when we go on trips, we just have so much fun the entire time, you know, neither one of us drink alcohol, uh, neither one of us do illicit drugs. So it's just us the entire time, fully conscious (laughs) understanding, uh, you know, that, that, uh, we're not inebriated in any way and we just enjoy each other's company and enjoy the experience of whatever that trip is. No matter if it's, you know, we took a trip, uh, to Austin, Texas and to Denver, Colorado and Las Vegas. And, and, uh, we're, we're wanting to go definitely on, on more trips, you know, been to Atlanta, you know, we, we just take these small little like weekend trips and just have a lot of fun. We just enjoy doing that. So, um, that's my top ten list. My top ten things that I enjoy doing. And if you if you heard that entire list, really none of that costs money except number one. Number one is of course, would you know, you need about five hundred bucks to to for some plane tickets, and maybe a hotel, maybe six or eight hundred dollars depending on where you're going. But um, everything else is very relatively inexpensive. See, that is what my life is about. Is is I want everyday things. be enjoyable. I I don't want to live a life where I have to go escape my every day. You know, number one, I'm kind of escaping, but I'm escaping with my partner, you know, my wife. Uh, Everything else is part of where I am and who I am, and I'm kind of living in the moment. So now I'm going to get into the top 10 things that I used to do I used to really enjoy. they were probably on this list, my uh, top 10 things I enjoyed doing but now I just don't enjoy them that much anymore. I don't hate them. I don't like um, try to avoid from doing them. I just it just doesn't occur to me to do it anymore or just it doesn't it doesn't uh, keep my interest. I you know I, I get really into stuff and then once I'm not into it, I, I just stop doing it and have no interest in it anymore for whatever reason. Okay, so number 10, I would say is shooting guns. Yes, I'm in the military and I was in the infantry for a number of years, um, close to 10 years, and I was, well, you can't be in the infantry and not be into shooting guns because you shoot everything. And I was a squad designated marksman, so um, I I would do on a deployment. I did things that are sim- similar to quote unquote a sniper. You're using sniper weapon systems: the M24, the M14, the M107, uh, the M110. So I had to shoot a lot, and I enjoyed it when I was doing it. I especially enjoyed it when I was deployed. I enjoyed it when I was um, you know actively in the infantry. But as I got older, and then once I got out of the infantry, it just didn't appeal to me anymore. Um, I don't even own a gun anymore. So I just never shoot, except maybe a couple times a year for military qualifications. And and I'm fine with that. I I enjoy it when I do it, but I just don't look forward to doing it. I don't, you know, every once in a while, my wife and I will go to a gun range, one of the ones that you can like rent guns and, you know, uh, shoot different stuff, but Yeah, it's it's one of those things, you know, I can take it or leave it. Okay, that's number 10. Number nine is I used to work on my car all the time. Remember I said I love shopping for cars. I love driving my car. I used to like upgrading my cars. I used to like, you know, upgrading the engine, the exhaust, uh, even, you know, some interior bits depending on what it is. I used to really enjoy that and spend a lot of money doing it. Now I don't, I like my cars to be pretty much stock for the most part and now I like to just buy them. You know, I make a little bit more money now so I, I, I buy them kind of how I want them and every once in a while I'll do something. Maybe, usually it's to the exhaust. Um, that's about it. You know, put some headers on it or, or or a performance exhaust or delete the mufflers or something like that. But I I really don't do much to them anymore. I just enjoy them as is. <clears throat> okay. Number eight. Something I used to enjoy doing. Um, I used to love buying new technology. Like anytime the new whatever came out. The new... Watch the new phone, the new computer, the new Xbox, the new, you know, Siri, you know, um, Amazon thing, Google thing, whatever. Whatever that came out, I used to really enjoy Like I got the ring doorbell and, you know, I got a nice iMac and um, I still buy that stuff, but I don't like have to have the newest, latest, greatest. I used to have like having that. You know, I got the best whatever, you know. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's not my thing anymore. It's, I don't know why. I just, I'll see something new. Like I remember when the Nest came out, it's like this uh, thermostat for your house This kind of like, a, you know, smart home integration where you could, um, It's it's just new technology, a better way of probably, Uh, heating and cooling your house and, you know, syncs with your smartphone and blah, 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 blah. Ten years ago, I would have jumped all over that. But now I'm just like, whatever. I mean, it's cool, don't get me wrong, but I'm just not um, compelled to to buy it yet, Uh, maybe eventually. All right, number seven, going to movies. I used to be in my 20s. My early 20s, I was a movie fanatic. Every single weekend that a new movie came out, I had to see it. I even used to write like movie reviews on Amazon and stuff. I had a huge VHS collection, then later turned into a DVD collection that I later threw in the fucking garbage. If you remember one of my previous podcasts where I talked about downgrading my life, the one on minimalism. Um, I went through a stage where I had hundreds of DVDs and I threw them in the garbage or gave them to a kid on a bike. And um, I still have some. Obviously, uh, everyone probably has a, a few DVDs, but you know I rent Redbox and you know watch, you know stream stuff. But I just don't see the point in buying a DVD. Like I saw a DVD for five bucks at Walmart the other day that I was like, man, I really like that movie as Ex Machina. I really like that movie, but I was like, man, if I, how many times am I going to watch that in the, in the rest of my life? How many times am I going to watch it? There's probably going to be a day that I feel compelled to watch it. And I have a streaming services. I'll just watch it on demand and pay four or $5 to rent it. Who gives a shit? Well, you could have owned it for $5. Yeah. Now it's sitting in my house collecting dust and I'm not going to watch it a hundred times. Now, if it was something like Quentin Tarantino movies or something that I'm going to watch a dozen times, then yeah, it's worth buying, but not that one. So I stopped doing that. I used to, I I stopped collecting movies and I just don't get excited to go to the movie theater. I still rent them every once in a while, but I'm just not a big movie buff anymore. All right, number six of things that I used to enjoy doing that I don't anymore is going out. Yes, I said it. Going out, like going to clubs, uh, going to a restaurant, going, um, you know, to a party, going to some social gathering. I just don't enjoy it anymore. It's not something I look forward to. I don't care if it's something like a military ball, or it's me and my buddies watching a UFC fight at a bar, or you know, going out to eat with a bunch of friends. I just don't enjoy doing it. I probably look to avoid it. I don't. I don't enjoy it. At all. That's, that's definitely something on my list that I'm, it's not, you know, I said, these are things that I just don't feel compelled to do anymore. Well, that one I just don't like. Like, I I hate going to weddings. Went to my niece's wedding not too long ago and it was, you know, it was a fine wedding. I just don't enjoy the social interaction with a bunch of people that obviously I don't want to spend time with them or I would be spending time with them outside of a wedding, you know? So anyway, going out is number six. Number five, which is kind of weird because number one on my other list was taking trips with my wife, but number five is traveling. I don't enjoy traveling. I like taking trips. I like getting there and I enjoy doing that, but I hate what it takes to take a trip. I I get air sick. Uh, I get vertigo because uh, of some head injuries I got in the military. I um, do not do well with traveling in general. Like I have to drive in a car if I'm the passenger I'll get car sick. I mean it's just it's just a miserable experience for me so I don't look forward to traveling. I don't look forward to trying to get someone to watch my dogs or boarding my dogs. I don't enjoy um, the stress of getting everything ready to leave your house for a couple of days. So just the process of that I don't enjoy. I used to. I used to get excited about you know the journey as part of the fun but now I don't. So that's number five on my list. Number four, I used to really, there for a while, be into motorcycles. You know, uh, I'm a car guy. But when especially when I came back from war, I needed that adrenaline rush and I got into motorcycles. And it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. But I always enjoyed taking the bike out. But by the time I was pulling it back in the garage, I hated it. My hands hurt. My wrist hurt. My ass hurt. I was sweaty. You know, I had bugs in my teeth. I just didn't. I didn't enjoy it and it, it lost its luster pretty quick. And I, I probably only had a motorcycle for a couple years and, uh, it, it was, I could probably have a motorcycle again, but I would, I would ride it so rarely, uh, because I just don't, what I enjoy about going fast. It's, it's being in a car. I don't like being on a, on a motorcycle that much. So something I used to be into something I used to look forward to don't anymore. Okay. Number three. Is going to the gym and working out. I have been working out, going to the gym now probably for twenty five years. And when I say that I'm consi- I, I go consistently for twenty five years. There's probably like a five year break in there where I didn't I didn't work out very much. Uh, you know, when I say not very much, maybe you know three times a month or something but you know I probably go right now maybe three four times a week to the gym and um I gotta get myself up for it every time I I, I don't enjoy it I don't look forward to it uh, it's more of a god damn it I gotta go to the gym or fuck man I haven't gone in a couple of days I need to do something it's it's more just out of maintenance it's not I'm not trying to get big I'm not trying to be bulky anymore I'm not trying to be top athletic performance because like i said i'm not in the infantry anymore so i don't i i don't feel the pressure to 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 stay at the top of my uh physical game so i just don't look forward to it as much as i used to i used to i mean live in the gym i used to do two days when i would go to the gym i'd be there for two and a half hours i would just these big smoke sessions but i was super into you know bodybuilding and trying to get as strong and fast and lean as I could I mean all that stuff I, I just not into it anymore uh not not as much as I used to at least okay so number three number two is something I got into when I was over in Afghanistan and then when I came back I kept with it and I was really really into it for a while but now I just don't feel compelled to do it anymore it's playing the guitar I I'm completely self-taught I taught myself how to play a guitar and I bought a couple guitars when I got back and actually uh tried to teach myself before, um, I even joined the military actually. And, um, just, you know, didn't stick with it. And then once I was deployed overseas, you get bored and inevitably somebody has a guitar and one guy kind of knows how to play it and he kind of teaches everybody else. And before you know it, you're playing the guitar. And, um, I really enjoyed it when I got back and, and I got really into it. But, um, then I moved to an apartment, after my uh, first marriage ended and I got a divorce, I got this little, small little apartment. And the very first day of being in that apartment, or second or third day, the first week, I, I was playing the guitar, and the walls were so thin in that apartment, the neighbor, like two minutes after I started, started pounding on the door and telling me to shut the fuck up. And so I was like, fuck, I can't even play the goddamn guitar. So, you know, I'd have electric guitar and just wouldn't have it plugged into the amp and, you know... Anybody that plays a guitar knows it's just not satisfying playing a strumming a uh, electric guitar that's not plugged in. And I know what you're saying; you can get headphones and all that stuff. But I just, I just fell out of favor. I, th- I think it probably had something to do with that. And then later on, um, just because I it wasn't in kind of the front of my mind to play it, um, I just. Got out of it. Now, I still own a couple guitars and mess around with them every once in a while, but I don't look forward to it and I don't get into it. Once you get out of playing a guitar and you don't have those calluses on your fingers anymore, it's actually painful to play um, if you play more than five minutes. So, Anyway, and number one that's on my list, number one is something that I used to do for a living and it was my dream when I was in high school. It's number one, things that I used to like to do that I don't do at all anymore, or very rarely, is drawing. Yeah, drawing. I used to be a professional um, illustrator. I I wanted to work for Marvel or DC, never got to, but I did some professional work and uh, did it probably for about 10 years, did it full-time for you know five or six years. Uh, for instance, the, the, the artwork for my podcast, I did that artwork. Um, I, I think I uploaded a couple other, like the UFC artwork that's up on the website, I did that. Um, I've done dozens and dozens of published pieces. I've done comic books. I've written comic books. I've done treatments for movies. I've done... Advertising work, uh, album covers back when those were a thing, uh, r- RPG design, conceptual art for video games, uh, tattoo designs—you know, commission work—you know, you name it. I've I've done it if it if I try to make money at it. And why I don't do it anymore is because if you've listened to previous podcasts, I've alluded a couple times that I've I just got out of it because I chased my dream. And I probably wasn't good enough. Um, I, I probably chased it a little too early is what I guess how I can assess it. Um, I wasn't ready to be a professional. And so I the only professional work I could get is probably stuff that wasn't very gratifying to me. I couldn't really pick and choose my jobs; I had to take whatever I can get. And so I ended up drawing things for other people that I really didn't want to draw, or drawing comic books that I wasn't interested in the story, or it was, you know, uh, the writer just had a little too much creative freedom to tell me, no, change this or draw it like this. And I just, it wasn't fun for me anymore. After doing it for years and years and years, 12, 16 hours a day, it it, it got completely. Um, I don't want to say boring, but I just didn't look forward to it to the point where I almost had anxiety like having to do it. It became like any other job. Anytime you try to monetize something that you enjoy doing, sometimes it loses its luster because you used to do it just for fun. You used to go, man, I just have this idea to draw this and I I want to see what it looks like. Well, instead it's, okay, I got emailed the script and I got to draw this, okay, opening scene, fucking, you know, office building Two people sitting there in a conference room, and you're like, who gets excited to draw that? Not me. And so I would like fast forward in the script to like a big action scene, and I would draw that, and it would look fucking awesome. But then I had all these other pages, 18 some fucking pages to draw, just boring shit. And I'm like, I just couldn't get up to draw that. So like the action scenes would look badass, and the rest would kind of look half assed because I just wasn't into it. And that's when I realized I should have never been trying to make money at it. I should have just done it for enjoyment. So fast forward all these years where I don't enjoy drawing, don't enjoy writing, but I still want to do something that's eh, kind of creative. I do this podcast and I do this podcast and don't try to sell advertising. Not that anybody would ever want to because I don't have that many listeners, but I'm not trying to monetize this because I, if I try to monetize this, then it's going to go down the same road is my comic book career, and it's just never going to flourish. And that's fine. If this doesn't flourish, as long as I am the one, I'm the producer, I'm the host, I can do whatever the fuck I want, I can say whatever I want, do whatever I want, and if you guys don't like it, it it doesn't keep me from doing it. But when it's your job and you try to monetize what you are passionate about, well, now you guys are my boss because if you don't buy it, if you don't buy the advertising, you don't buy the product, you don't listen and and all of a sudden I go down to you know a hundred listeners. well, now I can't pay my bills. now I have to change something now I don't have the creative freedom because now I got to go. Okay, what do people want to hear? Oh, they want to hear shit about Kim Kardashian. So now I got to make a Kim Kardashian podcast or I have to have guests on that I don't give a shit about just because they're big names or or hey, I got to try to, you know, talk politics when I don't want to talk politics or whatever the, whatever the format is that's going to get listenership. And you just become a whore. And, uh, you know, that's why I enjoy my job, how I make money now is... Um, I'm a whore and I know I'm a whore. I'm doing the work of someone else. So I I don't have that connection to it. So when I go to work and I put on my military uniform and I'm doing my desk job in the military, it's it's how I make my money. It's how I get my benefits. I don't you know, I don't I don't invest anything else. And so it's not me. It's just what I do. And then when I come home, I can be, do whatever the hell I want because my bills are paid. I can go walk my dogs, play tennis with my wife, do this podcast. And I'm not worried about monetizing any of that. I'm not worried about uh, following my passion and then try to turn that passion in, into money. That's the true freedom. That's what the theme of some of these podcasts have been is... That's great if you can make money on your podcast. That's great if you can make money drawing comic books or writing movie scripts or acting or, you know, having a radio show or whatever. I'm not, I'm not poo pooing anyone that does that shit. But what I'm saying is you're not a loser if you don't try to monetize that stuff. Because if you truly enjoy something and you truly are passionate about it, then the only reason to monetize it is if you have no other way of making money. But just know that sooner or later you're going to have to make some compromises because you're not your own boss. You know, you're not. And if if you have a podcast, there's some big podcasts that I listen to like Joe Rogan, um, Fighter and the Kid, that they always say, well, no one tells me what to do. I'm my own boss. Yeah, because th- you got other ways of making money or it just so happens to be the way that you decide to do that podcast is what people want to hear. So I don't want to say it's luck, but it, it the stars kind of aligned. But if that's the only way that you made money and you had to maximize and all of a sudden, five years from now, your listenership went from a million to 500,000 and then to 200,000. And if that's the only way you could make money, you would have to change for survival's sake. And then you would start doing things, and you'd look at all the analytics and go, "Well, uh, man, I noticed that our our most popular episodes are where we're drunk and high. And so now you're drunk and high on every fucking podcast, even though you don't want to. That's what you're doing. Or oh, it's it's when I'm fighting with my guests. That's that gets a lot of listeners. And so you start putting on these guests that you know you're going to disagree with." it just just to so you can have these fights or then you start manufacturing fights and you start whatever. I mean, look at Alex Jones. I don't believe for a second, not for a fucking second that Alex Jones doesn't doesn't play into all that conspiracy shit and just because he, he just invents some of that shit, some of that controversy just to get listeners. Same with Rush Limbaugh and all those fucking people is that they are now a institution and they are a product and they have to fulfill what the listeners are used to. They can't just decide to do something else. Okay. Um, Rush Limbaugh just can't be, you know, kind of even keeled and, and look at both sides and I'm the middle of the road kind of guy. He, he can't decide to do that because then he, he loses all his listeners. So, he does have a boss he does have to play to his crowd he has to worry about the numbers he has to worry about that shit and I'm, and I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad life but something tells me it's not a great life or he would have never been addicted to fucking painkillers he never would have had those problems that he fucking had I mean look at I mean look at some of these people they're miserable okay so that's great if you want to monetize something that's awesome But number one on my list is drawing, and I don't draw anymore because it puts such a bad taste in my mouth to try to do it to the pleasure of other people, i.e. the people that were paying me to do it. And I stopped, and I found myself not drawing anything that I wanted to draw. Like there was things like my own projects that I had on the side um, that I invest a lot of time into, and some of them got published, but they never blew up and I would, I would have a different opinion about drawing. If those became huge, if, if I made my, like Frank Miller made so much money doing exactly what he wanted to do. So it's easy for him to say, Hey, I'm my own boss. No one tells me what to do because people love him being his own boss, but people didn't necessarily like me being my own boss. They didn't buy that stuff or I never found my market. So I end up having to whore myself out, uh, just to pay my bills. So <clears throat> that's why I don't do it anymore. I've been trying to get back into it, but uh, I don't know. I've been thinking about redoing the, the cover art of my podcast just to kind of get me to draw something else, but I just don't have it anymore. I just lost it. Um, unfortunately, right after I got out of drawing, I, I deployed overseas. Um, I joined the military right at the end of my art career, um, at 32 years old, and then I, you know, did infantry shit, and then deployed a couple times, and and next thing you know, I come back, and I'm just it's just not in me anymore. Um, one thing, you know, the artistic dreamer, you know, daydreamer type person does not do well as an infantryman in a combat zone. The analytical, on your toes, hyper vigilant person survives. So that's who I became, and then I, you know, once I got back, the kind of the artsy fartsy side of me was, was a casualty, if you will. (laughs) So, you know, this podcast is kind of a, 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 an attempt to kind of tap into, um, my personality that I am now who I've become because of the military, but still be creative, still be fun, still be, uh, you know, be thinking outside the box, but um, just in a different format, just kind of evolve the artistic side of me a little bit into something, something else. Instead of trying to revert back to the artistic side of me as a 24-year-old guy, I'm now 42 years old. That that person is dead, and c'est la vie, right? Uh, I still have the memory of that. I'm still have the experience of, of pursuing that, and it it was a very gratifying experience to pursue my dreams for 10 years and and accomplish a lot of things, not everything, but that just makes you hungry. Uh, Sometimes it's good not to accomplish everything. It it really is. And I'm not just saying that because, Oh, how convenient that's, that's you. No, it would have been better. I guess if I, if I accomplished everything, but not quite getting there, it does teach you a little bit about your own character and it does humble you and it, and it makes you into something else. Um, I listen to people and watch people that have never failed and their ego gets out of control and then when they finally do fail much later in life they don't know how to respond to it and they don't know how to fix it Uh, they don't know how to um, you know they don't know how to modify their behavior because they've never been told they were bad Uh, everyone's a yes man around them and uh, it's they have an unhealthy ego it's good to kind of get your dick knocked in the dirt every once in a while. It's good to not always get your way. That's why I say it's so important to, to not just live in comfort all the time and do whatever you want all the time. It's good that I have to go to work because it, it humbles you and it makes you appreciate the little things in life and when you don't have to. You have to have the yin and the yang. You have to have the good and the bad. You have to put yourself in uncomfortable positions and you have to learn to excel in those uncomfortable positions and survive. It, it does teach you something else. So hopefully you got something from those lists. Hopefully you understood why I did those lists. It wasn't just an excuse to do a podcast, but, but to just see everybody should do that list. Everybody listening to this should do top 10 things that I enjoy doing and just see how much of it is things that you do have done one time or things that, uh, you know, that you do every single day. And if, and if that list is full of things that you do every day, or at least a couple times a week, then you're probably a pretty happy person. But if the things that you love the most, you rarely get to do Find a way to do them every day, and you'll be happier. It's not always about making money and being rich and famous and and having everybody envy you. Sometimes it's you know that you're happy when you don't, you're not, um, it's not predicated upon how many likes you get on Facebook or Instagram. When you stop posting pictures and videos of your life for everyone to see, and it's just about what you did, And it's good enough for you. That's when you know you're happy. And I'm not just saying it because that's how I live my life. I, I truly believe that. I truly believe if you have to show the world what you had for lunch, and what you drive, and what you look like, and you need that validation, you're never gonna be happy. You're not gonna be truly happy. But when you can do, when you can have, a live a life of a of a million followers on Instagram but you don't <laughs> but you you don't post the things that it will get you a million followers that's when you're happy that's a good life to me you know i mean i don't i don't need anyone to see what i do at the gym i don't need anyone to see what i do when i'm playing tennis i don't need to see, have anybody see how great i am at overwatch or or what kind of cars that I drive. I I don't need that. I mean, it's, it's fine if people like it, but I don't need it. What I need is for me to feel gratified from that stuff, not for other people to be envious of it. So find your path, find your passion and enjoy it. And if your passion is, uh, predicated on other people's passion uh, you're, you're going to be disappointed sooner or later you really will be so hopefully you got something out of that but that concludes this podcast once again i was going to do a short one and end up being an hour long but hopefully uh you enjoyed it and i'll get back to a regular formatted po- podcast probably before this week is over or this weekend is over and upload that too so as always, thank you for tuning in. Feel free to check out my other I don't really don't have any other content or media, but why I plug my own website and Twitter and Instagram and stuff cuz I yes, I did finally start a foot podcast Instagram uh, just to try to spread the word. Like I said, I make no money at this. So it the only reason I want more listeners, more followers is because I enjoy the interaction and the conversations about these topics. I'm passionate about everything that I put on this podcast. So, uh, a foot podcast at Twitter, a foot podcast on Instagram, uh, www.afootpodcast.com. Uh, check us out on iTunes and Stitcher, and please be so kind as to leave a review and subscribe because it really does help, uh, spread the word. And, um, until next time, thank you everybody. Bye-bye out there and. In- Podcast land. Peace. Diego. Wow. You know how to cut to the core of me, Baxter. You're so wise. you are like a miniature Buddha covered in hair.